Welcome to part two of RuPaul's Dry Grace Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 11, titled Gayest Ball Ever! My name is Taylor the Latte Boy, and I am joined as always by an adorable co-host. From the podcast Instant Gratification, please say hello to Lucas Marie Miller. Hello, everybody. <laughs> out there in the dark. Out there in, the, out there in podcast land. Yes, it is part two, because we have totally taped part one already. Yeah, and it was great. If you haven't listened, you should go back and listen, because I'm excited to see what happened. Yes, everything. There was lots of humor and and tears and Mm -hmm. time for reflection. Oh, plenty of time. (laughs) Well, with with us and mirrors, there's always time for reflection. (laughs) There's always time for reflection. I am going to say at points I I recently um, and we we maybe we talk about this on part one I don't know uh, maybe you'll have to tune in to find out right but uh, I stayed with my co-host on pod as my co-pilot Rodan and his husband this weekend for gay days and they were staying at the Polynesian at Walt Disney World mm-hmm. and they had this really big mirror. And I, you know, I kept dangerous. myself like where occasionally I would walk past and do the where I would stop kind of like the Hello. thing that Blanche Devereaux does in Golden Girls where she stops in a mirror and she looks at herself <laughs> for a second, walks away. And I know I was caught a couple of times, but <laughs> I can't. Help oh, I it. didn't see you walk in. Hello. <laughs> so, yes, we um, th- that's the welcome to my welcome to my home. Right. Doesn't she say that? Uh, yes. Oh, well, hello. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that is yeah. uh, probably one of the biggest building blocks of my sense of humor is that video. Yes, yes. That, that was the, I think that was you and I, that was our bonding moment. Mm-hmm. You would, well, you sent me a picture of you when you were like all of like 19 when you started listening to my show. And I Maybe. was immediately smitten. <laughs> so, and uh, we got talking and I think you sent me the link to that. And then that became fodder for many catchphrases that i have said either both on my show and in life with with taffy and well there's just so many good one-liners from that video yes there is yeah. and what we're talking about is it's a video called welcome to my home that was done by comedian Devin green where she is doing a voiceover for an 80s video of a soap opera actress whose name i cannot remember off the top brenda of my dixon brenda dixon who is shall we say cuckoo Cuckoo and would be accurate. She's cuckoo in real life, but this video, it's it's hysterical. And it's been taken down off the internet numerous times due to litigation. But Only to keeps, be reposted. Right. Somebody else posted on Tumblr, or they posted on YouTube. And there's actually a couple... She does, I think, two or three of them with Brenda Dixon. And then she mm-hmm. also does done with... Um, uh, oh, wow. Donna Mills from yes. Knott's Landing. That's not yeah. quite as funny, but... I do occasionally say only I can wear red or black or red so. or black. <laughs> no, she only says she only says black once. She says red twice. Oh, uh, got it. Mm. And then she You're says schooling me on Brenda Dixon here, Taylor. And that, that's where she gets. It. Could you be more rapey? Uh, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> and I, I don't want to give away. All well, the good hello, money. amorous Congress stick. <laughs> we say that all the time, except for this one. That's, except for this one. Right. OK, but we're not here to talk about. Being hermetically sealed to a bike. <laughs> no, we are not here. To, we're here to talk about the fashions from this week's episode. Well, I feel like for in some of the examples here, that could be one and the same. Yeah, well, <laughs> that is true. There are definitely some 
some uh, amorous Congress sticks inspired <laughs> outfits in here. So yeah, um, this week the the queens were to come up with three looks, and we decided to break it up over two episodes. Which I didn't know that until about three hours ago because I had just watched the episode before we started taping on Sunday night because I was gone all week. And when Joe had suggested that maybe we break the show up into two, and that Luke and I could do the looks, I didn't quite understand why. And I said, you know, well, maybe we could just sort of fit them in. And all he wrote back was, there's 15 looks this week. And I went, you know what? Luke and I will gladly do a show, just the two of us then. Because we don't want to give you all a four-hour episode of podcast. So I feel Luke, like I feel like the the people may appreciate that though. The people might. The people. You and I can get detailed. We can talk <laughs> about. We can talk or not talk for hours about every single dress or frock or outfit. So I think let's four get, might be being a little conservative here. I think we could go for a full six, Taylor. We could. <laughs> I could always go for a full six. Thank you very much. <laughs> and At a, a minimum, <laughs> set you up and a swing and a hit. <laughs> there you go. I love that you get me. Okay, um, <laughs> so let's talk about our first look for the night, and that would be RuPaul. RuPaul came out in a dress that was definitely baby blue and lots of ruffles, and I believe it was either a lemon yellow or lime green thin belt. Luke, mm-hmm. what did you think about this look? Give us, give us your thoughts, and uh, then boot it or toot it. I feel like for one of the first times this season, I would actually toot it. Uh, RuPaul, and I know you guys have talked about this on some of the other episodes, has struggled a little bit this season with being at the same level of glamorousness and beauty that she tends to be. Like, you look at old seasons, and every time she comes out, it's always like, oh, you are the host of this show. Because I feel like this season, she probably wouldn't make it through some of the challenges that have been on the show with some of the looks she's had. damn! Okay. Uh, but I feel like she's finally getting to the point where her wig looks great. She still has that odd like platinum thing going on, but her wig looks great. Her makeup and some of the close-ups during the during the runway looks fantastic. She has her contouring down. It doesn't look too heavy. It, I finally felt like I would actually toot it for the first time this season. And then okay. the dress is beautiful. It's classic RuPaul silhouette. And see, I agree with you on some of it, and I don't agree with you on others. I, I hate the dress. The dress is, it's too voluminous. It mm-hmm. kind of looks like, and we talked about this with another dress that I believe she wore earlier this season. When you see the Barbie cakes, like where she looks yeah. like where they stick a Barbie <laughs> in the top of a cake and it comes like the dome thing. That's yes. kind of what this dress looks like to me. Uh-huh. It's it's not and Now I can't favorite. unsee that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I love the color though. I love baby blue. I think she looks normally looks great in baby blue, but the the all the the ruffles it's just it's just too much. Mm. Um her hair probably my favorite hair of the season. Yeah, I think finally. that the Thank hair God. was beautiful and most of the makeup we had talked or I have mentioned in previous episodes that she looked older the way they were doing the contouring and stuff it aged her mm-hmm. i thought she looked much younger with this oh yeah with this with this makeup tonight the only critique that i really have is the eyelashes were a little too thick and or long there was something mm-hmm. about them something about her eyes that was very distracting but i thought the contouring with the cheeks and even like the pink in the in the eyeliner and stuff mm-hmm. i loved all of it just if if they had tweaked those eyebrows she would have been flawless yeah. from the neck up and a birthday cake from the neck down okay <laughs> well what more I, can you really ask for with I know. 
RuPaul and birthday cake. That that's a pretty good. I mean, really, when you say it that way, it's actually a pretty good. Show. I mean, that's a great Sunday to me. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So what I decided we're going to do is rather than go through um, by category, we're going to go through each queen individually. So yeah, and we're going to start with uh, Shea Coulee. So let's talk about Shea Coulee's rainbow, uh, rainbow. She better don't look. <laughs> Luke, what are your thoughts about this? Um, so I felt really torn about this one because as Michelle said, it is, it has has nothing to do with the rainbow. I get it's graffiti, so it has multiple colors, but it's all kind of just in a gray, blue and pink tone for the whole dress. And then even the, like the makeup that she smeared on her skin, it it looks altogether amazing. I think she looks beautiful. It's just not rainbowy. Um, that said, I think it looks well constructed. It probably is of the looks on the stage, probably one of my favorite actually, if it had been brighter and more rainbowy, I would have immediately said, yes, I love it. I would probably give it a toot, though, still, overall. Okay. And I would agree with you on that as well. I think that I could see that if she had done that in a – if that had been a white dress with neon, the, the neon mm-hmm. colors all spray-painted all over it and stuff, and even then the neon paint and stuff – I think tens across the board. I think that would have just been that would have sealed it. But the fact that it was sort of all of these pastel tones and stuff, it was a beautiful dress. She looked beautiful. I particularly liked her with the short hair, mm-hmm. but it 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 didn't really fit the criteria for the challenge. So, but I will give it a toot. I, I give it okay. a toot with reservation. <laughs> Trademark Tale of the Latte Boy 2017. So, okay. So then we have a sexy unicorn. Where she uh-huh. is in a black ensemble and uh, with a with a straight hair and a, a black horn. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about her look this week? This um, look, I don't. I don't have a lot of thoughts. I think. I think she looks great. Um, the most notable part of her runway look for this one is when she comes up into the middle of the runway and goes. <laughs> I could not stop giggling about that for some reason. And it was just, it was such a funny moment and it just made me like her more. I'm a big Shay fan and I mm-hmm. think she's doing really well. I, this unicorn look was a fun take on the unicorn to do it in all black. Yeah. Cause normally you see unicorn, it's all like white, white horn, white everything. So yeah, I, I think that it is. She she was a, a banshee, banshee unicorn. <laughs> so a banshee corn. So and uh, but I th- I thought she looked great. I did see somebody commenting on the fact that we're seeing a lot this season. We're seeing a lot of bodysuits mm-hmm. with with chokers, and that people are starting to get tired of that. I mean, we saw that a lot, definitely with Nina, but I think we I feel like we've seen that a lot with Shay as well. So that would yeah. be my one concern about that fashion wise that we've kind of seen this before, just not with the mm-hmm. hooks and the and the horn and the horn. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but. All right, but I definitely give it. I give it a toot now. And her makeup talk- looks great. I have to say, yeah. I mean, I mean, I I am a big Shea fan as well. I have a really good feeling that there's a chance we're looking at our winner right mm-hmm. now, um, and that kind of goes into the next section, which is her village people realness, which is she was the construction worker. What are your thoughts about this look? I I felt divided on this look. I think the way she did it was was great i think it, the silhouette's exactly the same as her unicorn almost except for the the large cape that she made out of the flannel shirts which i thought was really creative and but i feel like without that i don't know that it would have won her any 
points with the judges. I feel like they all had something to say about this beautiful cape, and the rest of it was just fine. It was just fine. So I, I feel like it would be not really a... a I feel like it's right in the middle. I feel like two with reservations would probably be the way I would phrase it. More of a, a t- <laughs> Okay. A t- she doesn't get my oot. She doesn't get your oot. Well, most of Sacramento can't say that. Many of them oh, have had your oot over the years. That's okay. right. See, I don't have the shade button, or we or we could please be playing the shade button right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I I kind of agree with you. I think that definitely the focal point of the look was this cape slash vest slash tunic thing she had going on, and it was beautifully executed. It reminded me, I think, probably because of the colors of uh, Naomi's scarecrow look last year. Like, yeah. That was the first thing that I went to when I saw the colors that she was using. But it ultimately, and I didn't really think about this until I was watching Untucked. I mean, it is really kind of just a men's tank top and a pair of shorts with some thigh high boots. So, you know, yeah. but I thought th- I loved the yellow lipstick. I loved mm-hmm. her hair all done up with the construction hat. So there were pieces to it that I think were very smartly executed. But then there are other parts of it that I'm just sort of meh. Okay. Yeah. But the cape is, especially the picture that we have, is when she's kind of walking and the, the cape is sort of draping out. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very dramatic look, and I can see where people would have been gone. And I, I will say that I feel like one of the things I like when, when with a lot of drag queens who have a really good talent in putting these kind of looks together, it can sometimes be that most of your outfit is relatively basic, and then you have that one piece that takes it and brings it up to that next level. Because without it... I, without that cape it would be fine it'd be she looks okay but it's mostly men's pieces of clothing put together into a an outfit um however the addition of that cape took the whole outfit brought it up to where it needed to be to get the judges to they they loved it obviously so um i i I really appreciate when you see a queen that can do that and and bring those big single pieces in that make a statement and bring the uh, outfit up to the next level I would go so far as to say that it's probably that cape that caught that put her over the top to win. Because oh, yeah. really when you think about it, that. had she not had the cape and had she had she not had the cape, she would have had one outfit that didn't really match the criteria for the challenge and then she just yep. kind of had a black silhouette unicorn. She had just gone through with without the cape on that. She might have even had problems. Yeah. She could have even potentially been further down than just not winning. Absolutely so, agreed. All right. So let's talk about uh, these aren't in the order that they were in the show because I just kind of put the picture, compiled the pictures together. But let's talk about Alexis Michelle. Now, Do Alexis we have Michelle. Let's talk about Alexis Michelle. <laughs> we ca- I, I, there's something about Alexis. I, I, oh, God. I'm so torn by Alexis and not in the good you're way. Think you're only torn because you think she's cute as a boy. You know what? I, I And I used to give my fellow co-hosts shit about that last season with like Naomi Smalls and, you know, other boys. I'm just like, you're only, you're only defending them because they're a boy. And now I get it with somebody like Alexis. I'm kind of like, ah. But Alexis was kind of hard to um, stand up for this season. Yeah. This, or this episode, rather. So, but let's talk about her rainbow look. Okay. A boot. I don't have anything to say about it. I think it was terrible. Well, I think this goes back to that example of on the nose. Like, like yeah. there's something to be said for playing with criteria, playing with a challenge, mm-hmm. and then this is just where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Party City, and I'm going to get a pride tablecloth 
and I'm going to make it into an outfit. That that's Absolutely. what this looks like. And something about the hair with the with the bandana in it and stuff. And th- this is a very this is a drag. Uh, this is a pride float drag yeah. outfit. That that's Completely. what. The, the, there's nothing. There's there's nothing about it that even screams remotely challenging at all. Mm-mm. Other than to look at. <laughs> well, so, and I feel like I feel like she she and it's very clear with two of her outfits, and we'll get to the third um, a little bit farther down. But it's very clear that she spent all of her time on one of the pieces for one of the outfits and didn't put almost any time into the rest of her outfits. That's true. That is true. She kind yeah. of reminds me. I mentioned before she reminds me of Charles Bush. But I think that that kind of speaks to something, especially with makeup and stuff with her and her aesthetic. There was a, there was a group of drag queens kind of in the early in the early two thousands that were mm-hmm. like you have like um, Coco Peru and you have Varla Jean Merman and you have all of these different ones that are kind of that comedy queen, but they're all these kind of these big busty personalities and stuff like that. She strikes me as somebody very much of that ilk and of that time period. And that's where she bases a lot of her style on. Mm -hmm. And this look felt like that kind of perpetuated that because I sort of feel like this is something that if drag race had been on in 2004, yeah, this is one of these that would have been, you would have seen everybody doing this. Like oh, there's something absolutely. very basic about it, but for the time that would have been very innovative because she would have found this material someplace and she would have made something about it. But just, yeah, it, this, this was definitely a, this was a boot for me. I feel so, like she, she could have looked in the mirror and said, Oh wow. I look, this looks like it could have been like rainbow bright drag. Even one of the judges says, Oh, she looks like rainbow bright. Like take that and run with it. Do you throw more. St- I mean, I couldn't tell you what rainbow bright wears, but uh, go with that. <laughs> That's bullshit. You totally know what Rainbow Bright wears. That's never totally seen, of your I time. I've never seen Rainbow. No, it is absolutely not, Taylor. How old do you think I am? <laughs> okay, wait a minute. How, what year were you born? <laughs> um, 1987. So it was before. It was uh, okay. Before it was my time, well. Yeah. There would have been reruns and stuff on. Uh, I just never saw it. I don't know. All right, but well. I feel like uh, apparently neither did Alexis Michelle because she could have taken that <laughs> idea and run with it. Because yeah. it's it's almost there. I feel like there is potential there to make it just not feel so literal. I'm wearing a pride flag, but well, why would she look in the mirror when she would be asking all of her sisters and asking them what they oh think, and then let them? <sighs> when she said uh, that this episode, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But okay, I, we're, we'll, yeah. but we, I mean, I'm sure we talked about that during the first episode. I mean, that we yeah. remember everything that yeah. was said, but, but there was just a lot said. So <laughs> let's talk about her golden unicorn, which sounds like a sex act when I say it out loud, but. She had on a gold uh, outfit with golden hooves, a golden horn. What are your thoughts about this look? I'm going to honk shoe my way through this one because it was so boring. And then her hooves on her feet, you could completely see them like flipping up and see her shoes underneath. I'm surprised none of the judges read her for that because it just looked sloppy. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I was so not a fan of her looks this episode. And this is a really, a really clear example where it just kind of feels lazy. It just, it's easy where she yeah. put all of her time in another piece and she's like, oh crap, I need to look like a unicorn. I'm going to throw on some hooves and a gold bodysuit and a tail and a horn and I'm done. That's It's good enough. But okay. I boot it. I, I boot that unicorn right off the runway. All right. <laughs> um, I, w- I would agree. Boring. Boring. Too, way too simple. I think that that's the thing is that I she seems to be focused on the bodysuits. Mm-hmm. And that she that she sews them herself, or that she puts these pieces together, and 
Well, as Michelle said during her uh, the next book we're going to talk about, that's great. It's still underwhelming. Yeah, and it, that was the thing when um, she on the stage during last week's episode was, oh, or no, I'm sorry, it was in the workroom talking with Ruth. She was like, well, I sewed those bodysuits myself. And it was just like, I don't know that you want to advertise that because you put all this time into these boring looks and just because you've made them yourself, that doesn't make them exciting. It doesn't make them fun. It doesn't win you the challenge. So It's almost like where she's thinking about it as a Project Runway thing where sometimes the look is kind of basic, but if the execution is perfect, you get some points yeah. for that. And that's not going to necessarily work here in the drag world. No, people hot glue shit to their, to their own bodies to make it work, to make the look work. It doesn't have to be perfectly executed as long as when you come out on that runway, you make people go... Wow, that's nice. That's that's exciting. That's fun. Right. So, well, sp- speaking of exciting and fun, she said sarcastically, let's talk about our village people look, which was the Native American. Thoughts on this? <laughs> um, I've So I, I've done drag a few times, well, three times in my life, three or four times. And I'm pretty sure I owned that wig. I, it was <laughs> the wig was so bad, and then the bow randomly on her head. There was a point at which, when she's building this in the workroom, she holds up the bow with the arrow as if she's going to make this like a headpiece. And if she had put the arrow on there, I might be more excited by it. But otherwise, it just looks like it fell off the shelf. The this, the picture we're looking at of her, it looks like somebody in the rafters could have dropped a bow, and it was in the in the process of thunking her on the head and then she's just wearing this like stone corset and a piece of fabric it's just i i can't well, i have no words yeah i mean it almost kind of looks like a bullhorn and i don't kind mean bullhorn yeah. like you're talking to you but like bullhorns <laughs> like it, like it looks like that's they're sort of tilted to the side it absolutely so, yeah. does just not i was hopeful when she was talking about you know, she was talking about the skirt and you saw the different mm-hmm. patterns and everything. I thought, oh, she could do something really fierce with this. And oh, then yeah. she came out and this and kind of was like, oh, like I, I will say this. When she first came in, I went, oh, that's pretty. But then that's not drag. It's just it's something that you would see in a cheesy Santa Fe mm-hmm. boutique. I feel like I was half expecting her to walk down to the end of the runway and ask to speak with RuPaul's manager. she it just the whole the whole like okay yes stoning the corset like that that was creative taking all these turquoise beads and stoning it that way was that was a creative idea but it's not enough to do one creative idea uh putting i'm sorry oh the other creative idea she put a bow on her head so that's cute but (laughs) under shake and go wig oh my god it was just so bad and i she came out and i was just like okay i mean it was the moment where i'm like okay good she's going home like there's no chance of her staying after this outfit. Yeah. So. So okay. I think I'm, I think I think with all that said, big boot. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say with all that said, toots across the board. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh critic yeah. from the Russian judge. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about Trinity Taylor. So Trinity okay. Taylor came out in a black like unitard kind of onesie piece that in which the rainbow colors were kind of almost more the accent than the focus. It was all mm-hmm. black, but she had different stripes that kind of looked like uh, 80s belts with the big holes in them. <laughs> they were all different colors. So what did you think about this look? Would you give this a toot or a boot? Um, I think I would actually give it a boot. When I had first watched the episode, when she came out, I was like, okay, great. She's selling it. That's fine. Like, it's not the best thing ever. But watching the episode again, it's just boring. It it looks like, oh, I already owned this bodysuit, and I'm just going to slap 
these they look like she hit herself with slap bracelets and slapped those on her legs and that was it and she's like okay i'm done now it just it, it came off with with some of the stuff that she's worn it just came off as boring to me see and i really liked this mm. i liked this because i like the fact that it's accentuating the the, the it's it's focusing your your eye on the, the bright little pieces versus yeah. this big bright over compared to like alexis michelle that it was so over the top this was almost like a subdued version of it that's true and it kind of reminded me the people who read dc comics in the 80s there was a character named halo and she had a black bodysuit now it doesn't look anything like this but go with me but she had stripes different colored stripes along the bodysuit that the black kind of accentuated the colors more up against it and that's sort of what this reminded me of and i always loved that costume i always thought that was a really great superhero costume Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what this reminded me of a little bit um I I I liked it. I so I would I would give this one a toot for sure. I I feel like maybe I'm just a little bit jealous because I feel like if I tried to wear this outfit, it would be like Play-Doh Fun Factory between the straps. So <laughs> <laughs> there there is a check for ten dollars coming to your house if you will send me a picture of you trying on an outfit <laughs> like this. I'm sure I got one somewhere. <laughs> At a girl. So okay, so let's talk about Trinity's unicorn look, where it mm-hmm. was definitely purple and pink in focus with big fluffy or furry Muppet like gloves and boots. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about her look here? I feel like she looks like a unicorn went to the Jersey Shore. She looks like she's got snooky hair with a horn coming out of it. So I eh. I was underwhelmed by it. I feel like it was easy. Okay, I would say the same thing, except for the picture that we have of her, where she's got this crazy look on her face. I kind of want to make this my new backtop on my desktop, my new picture <laughs> on my desktop, because she looks deranged in this particular picture we have of her. Um, yeah, it's it's not necessarily my favorite. I love those boots. There's something about the boots that I absolutely mm-hmm. love, but it, it's it's kind of, it's a little boring. The unicorn yeah, thing was weird This for a challenge that's... I have thoughts, See, but I, I was I thought it was an interesting idea. I feel like they could have presented it in a different way because there's a lot of stuff right now around like the unicorn frappuccino and there's a lot of stuff you can find online where people are doing like unicorn versions of things where it's like sparkly and glittery versions of stuff. So I feel like if they had played on that a little bit more clearly, it would have made more sense. Um but I, I agree, it kind of just felt like slapped in there. It's like, oh, this is a, a gay event. Unicorns, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah this no. I with your comment about the, how she looks a little bit deranged in this photo, she kind of, to be fair, looked a little bit deranged through her whole walk. Like, the way she was moving and just dancing around, she was obviously having fun and selling it, but she just looked a little crazy, and I thought her wig was going to fly off at any moment. So, well, they they commented on that. They said that mm-hmm. she definitely, she was trying to sell it, and I think that's that's the one thing that's keeping me from totally booting it, capital yeah. B booting it, but it's still a boot, nonetheless. A little boot. So little boot. So let's talk about her policeman ensemble. I loved it. I thought it was this I this is probably more than Shay's dress. Uh probably my favorite look from all the runway cuz it was it was true to the village people idea of it's a cop. Obviously she's obviously a police officer. Um and in a similar vein with Shay with her construction worker look, it's clear of who they were. I don't think that if I hadn't known it was a village people challenge, I wouldn't have known who Alexis Michelle was supposed to be where this is like, okay, she's obviously playing on a, a, a cop look. I thought the the 
skirt with the lace was beautiful. I thought the corset was really well done. Uh, I think she could have probably taken some of those badges off, but it still gave a little bit of color and interest to the the whole look. And then the visor like on her face, I thought was really, really well done overall. I am torn about this look. I am mm. because for some of the reasons, some of the things that you said for reasons you like it are reasons I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I, let, let's talk from the neck up. I love the hair and the mm-hmm. visor I, and the hat, the hat where her hair is popping through it. Yeah. I think that is beautiful. A beautiful use of a visor. So like a riot gear visor was, was awesome. I do not like that. There are so many badges and mm-hmm. stuff though. I do like that. The badges extended up the one collar. Yeah. Where I noticed that in untucked, she had a couple of big stars that went to the collar, but from the neck down, there's parts of it that are really great and other parts that it just looks so cluttered and you're dealing with the equivalent of like a cotton poly shirt, button down shirt and tie, plus a leather corset, plus a lace skirt. It, there's too many different materials that are, it felt like very, it was very much competing with itself that there was a, like, there was just so much going on and you didn't really know where to look, but then you were distracted by some of the not attractive things and you weren't able to focus on some of the really great things. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly don't know to give this look a tutor or a boot. I feel like so. it would be more, I feel like I would have been distracted more if it weren't all black. I feel like if this were, although her skirt the, actually, now that I'm looking is blue. Yeah. Her skirt is blue. And that's another thing is that it was black from the black from the waist up and then blue from the waist down, which I didn't even notice that on the show. And uh, or untucked. I had no idea until I saw this photo. Um, I feel like if there, if it wasn't so dark, I would notice those clashes more. But because it was mostly black and dark blue, I, I feel like I wasn't as my eye was not as confused as it could have been. But I can obvi- I can definitely see where you're coming from. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a boot. Mm. Would, a, a painful boot. How about that? I I would give it a I'd give it a toot. I I I'm rethinking my toot. It's a uh, hesitant toot, which was, uh, that's actually my new drag name, Hesitant Toots. <laughs> hesitant Toot. <laughs> <laughs> Please, welcome to the stage, Hesitant Toots. <laughs> but yeah. We were talking this weekend, I, I think I mentioned it on this show, but that we figured out that on my bachelor party what my drag name would be, which mm-hmm. is Heavy heavy Liqueur. <laughs> and uh, we were talking over the weekend with uh, Rodan and Gambit. And Gamb- Gambit is all about Heavy Liqueur. Gambit wants heavy liqueur to happen, so who knows? <laughs> Season ten, here I come. <laughs> oh, I would be so so happy. Oh well, thank you. I, I know I have your vote at the very least for miscongeniality when I go home the first oh, week. <laughs> oh, honey, honey, you're not nice enough to me. Miscongeniality. <laughs> <laughs> I am so nice to you. Shut up. <laughs> I know you're delightful. I am a delight. How dare you? How very dare you? So let's talk about Sasha Valor. Sasha's first look is definitely somebody mentioned color blocking. And I would agree with that. And then she had a little house with a rainbow flag hanging from it Mm -hmm. on top of her bald head. What are your thoughts about Sasha Valor's rainbow look? I feel like I want to like it. Um, I really liked the idea behind it. It kind of paying homage to the Wizard of Oz and the... um, the the house and everything with a little rainbow flag in it i i don't know i want to like it but i don't and i kind of preferred it without the house when she had that very cylindrical hat on when she walked out i think i liked it more with that Uh but even then i think i still have to give it a boot which it pains me because i sasha's my favorite even more than shay um 
and I just, I just can't. I, this outfit, I just, my heart wants to like it, but my brain tells it to shut up. That's a, <laughs> that's a really good way to say that with this. Yeah, I, I was, especially when she was talking about how she had something up her sleeve, I was expecting something really great. Oh, yeah. And I think part of my issue with this is that it feels like a lot of the colors are not kind of going back to Shay's look. They're not necessarily rainbow colors. And they're very green kind of looks like a dark green and the Mm -hmm. yellow is sort of like a butter yellow. You've got this like poppy orange, like, like all of the colors are, if there was a way that if you're going to do something like that, it has to feel more cohesive. And Mm -hmm. the look does not look cohesive to me. It just kind of looks like big swaths of color. And there isn't necessarily, I'm not seeing purple. It might just be the picture that we have, but I'm seeing like pink socks and, Almost like a maroon shoe. I, the whole it just oh, was her not... shoes. Her shoes were glittery red. They were supposed to be ruby slippers. I think is that what? Because she mentioned something about the Wizard of Oz, but I didn't see anything. Yeah, I think that's... it was the ruby slippers specifically, and I'm guessing there maybe there was something that we missed too. Because even the judges were making like a oh, house fell on her jokes. So I don't know. I feel like it, well, the it house definitely... literally landed on her head. I guess, yeah. but. I just I feel like maybe if it had like the little socks coming out of underneath it, it would have been more clear. But yeah, I, yeah, I I would give it a boot, which makes makes me sad, but a sad boot. Okay, well, let's talk about her unicorn look. She mentioned that she always oh, when she thinks of unicorns, she thinks of tapestries. So she wanted something that very much felt like a tapestry. Yeah, like a so, medieval tapestry, which I think yeah. she accomplished really well through the, the choices of fabric. Mm-hmm. I see where before I was given some hesitant toots. This is a forceful toot. Um, I thought it was a really interesting, different take on a unicorn where most people wouldn't think medieval tapestries, but it still managed to be pretty fierce. And I think with like the blood on the unicorn horn, it was very different from what I expected to see from a gayest ball ever unicorn challenge. Yeah, I this is definitely one of my top looks for the night. Mm -hmm. I I, and honestly, it was her explanation of it that put it over the top, because when I first saw this look, I was sort of like. That just looks heavy. Uh, Why would she wear something? You know, when you think of unicorns, they're very light and flowy and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff. But when she said tapestry, it all made perfect sense. And I'm just like, yes, that that is absolutely that 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 looks amazing. So that is definitely, if not the toot of the night, one of the best toots of the night. One of what definitely one of the best looks. It's a beautiful look. The problem with that type of intellectual uh, fashion, though, is she has to explain it. Where mm-hmm. that I mean that could get her in trouble I think in certain in certain ways because when you walk out your your piece needs to be able to say this is what I am where it, you don't have a voiceover in real life you can't be like oh hi nice to meet you I'm Sasha Valor by the way my outfit is a medieval tapestry unicorn <laughs> you, you don't get that up I mean you I guess you could do that but people people would think you're crazy um, yeah so. It, I, I really like Sasha. I think she can get herself in trouble with making those those choices that take that type of uh, explanation. Okay. Wow, I didn't know my I didn't know my explanation of that was so boring, Taylor. I okay. Well, I was going to edit all that out, asshole. But now I guess I have to keep it in. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. So then we have her look that is a village people look, which was she got the cowboy. And she's wearing a kerchief dress and Pharrell's hat. So what do you think about <laughs> this look? <laughs> that I was when, when she walked out, that was the first thing I thought was both Pharrell and then 
RuPaul season seven because he kept coming out in those gigantic hats and I hated every single one of them. Um, this is another one to me like Alexis where if I didn't know she was doing a village people look, I would think she was a crazy person. But mm-hmm. in this case, it actually works. I think she put together something that looked very different and fashion forward um, with some really odd pieces. Like it, it put me in mind, I forget which season it was, but it was um, one of the first challenges where everybody was given a box of stuff. And one of, one of the queens, and I'm forgetting her name, Magnolia Crawford, that was her name, where yeah. she had to put together like a farm outfit. And it looks like this is something she could have done. And she just kind of gave up where I feel like Sasha was able to, um, with an editor's eye, put together something really interesting with stuff that in other people's hands might have turned into something really boring. I would agree with you in that it is interesting and that it is fashion forward. I don't think this is drag, though. This this to me feels this feels like this was a project runaway challenge. And if that was the case, because of you, you, it, it's very you used a word a couple of minutes ago. If there's something very editorial about this mm-hmm. look that I think had she been on Project Runaway, she would have won. But with for Drag Race, there's something about it that I I just don't like. It's, I think honestly, there's part of me that feels like it's too much red between the okay, red hair, the red that. hat, the red dress, the bottom half of the gloves is red. There's just too much red going on. Mm-hmm. So in that regards, I'm I'm not a fan. So I'm going to give this one a boot. It's it's interesting that you brought up the the words. It's not drag. I, I have throughout the entire run of the show have always hated when people say that because it's like when people said Sharon Needle's weird, spooky style, that's not drag, that's just weird. And then it started a whole trend um, around queens kind of embracing that. I don't I don't know. I, I get where people are coming from and I get why you and why Michelle Visage said that. It is very fashion. It's not, there's no camp to it. And I think that's what it's missing. It's missing a sense of, of campiness. It's, I mean, she's got a, cowskin glove and cowskin collar but and otherwise other than that it's pretty much just high fashion but it, if she had added a little camp to it i think it might have been i mean it might have gone better for her i think okay yeah well okay and well let's talk about that let's talk about the it's not drag comment mm-hmm. i understand where you know ultimately anything can be drag if you want it to be yeah and i feel like this show definitely has embraced and expanded the general public. And by that, I would even, you know, everybody's perception of what drag is. Sharon Needles yeah. is a great example of that. I even think Nina Bonina is a great example of that Completely, this year. Yes. Doing different things with her face and that kind of stuff. To some degree, you know, we know my feelings on Nina. <laughs> but this feels, it, it, there is, you know, female illusion and then there is the camp factor. And then there is people that, you know, she is very much, uh, Sasha is very much all about art and and getting people mm-hmm. to talk and this that kind of stuff. And I feel like in this regard with this, 
she kind of fails in that because there's something very while it is editorial and while it is fashion, it doesn't feel like it's something if this is not something I will remember. I can tell you other looks that she's had over the season, good or bad, that get you talking about things and get you Mm -hmm. talking. You know, we talked about the fact that she was doing a lot with boy chest with nipples and she was doing, you know, where she did the first time when she came out with the neon crown and she came out holding the different things. And it was very much – it was almost more of an art piece than it was, you know, a a drag performance. Not saying that the two can't come together and be be the same thing. Whereas this to me is just very – it's a letdown. It just kind mm-hmm. of it's an exhale to me. It's not something that I would want to see on a runway. I want to be wowed and I, I good or bad. And this is sort of one of these looks that you're sort of like, eh, this is, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So that that's kind of so. So that's why I said it's not drag to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, totally. Ultimately, who gives a shit what I think? So, <laughs> hey, uh, people care what you think, Taylor. You do. I. I, I I care what I think, even if no one else does. So, um, okay, so let's talk about Peppermint. Miss Peppermint. Is she our last look? She is our last look, isn't she? We've already gone oh, through. Wow. wow. It's so weird only having five. But then we had 15, <laughs> you know, looks this week. 16 with RuPaul. Yeah. So let's talk about her first look. Her first look, she came out in a gold LeMay, uh, not a cat suit, but like, you know. Uh, uh, like a one piece. Like a one piece with a rainbow drapery mm-hmm. that goes across her with a bright blue wig. What are our thoughts on this look? Um, I'm a little bit torn because it feels really easy and safe. I feel like this is an outfit she had already in her suitcase and said, I'm going to pull this out and I'm going to drape a rainbow flag around myself and let's call it a day. On the other hand, I think she looks really great. I think the wig looks good on her. I, I love the bright blue wig. I like the way she utilized the rainbow in it and I feel like it just looks really beautiful on her. Um, mm. I mean, that said, it is really easy. I feel like it's something she already had in her trunk and said, okay, well, I'm just going to wear this one. I would agree with that. I wish we had a picture of the back, a better picture, because I think that would have changed things, where she almost had this, like, not bustier, what do you call it? What do you, a bustle? Where I feel mm-hmm. like there was a bustle of rainbow colors behind her. And then the, yeah. you know, but I, I am team Peppermint. I love Peppermint. Peppermint usually can't do wrong. We'll talk about that <laughs> soon. Um, and I, I, I so do you give this a boot or a toot? I give it a toot. I think I a toot with some reservations, but overall, I, with some of the other things that came down this runway during this episode, I think this by far outstrips some of them. We even okay. despite being easy. All right. Yeah, I, I give this one. It's it's a safe toot. But you know, she didn't she didn't put a, a bunch of stones on a corset. So yeah. That's, that's, it's, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about, uh, the unicorn look. It's just not good. I, I love the idea when she walked out, it was one of those where she had to explain it again. She was like, oh, I'm a space unicorn because without that, I wouldn't have known you were trying to be spacey. I, other, despite some of the challenges she faced in the construction and pieces of it being really baggy, I just don't think it was a well thought out idea like if you're gonna be a space unicorn have like a like a bubble over your head with a unicorn coming out of that like do really kind of camp up the idea of like the space suit plus a unicorn in it yeah Um, the weird spiky headset headdress thing that she had on just didn't it didn't say space to me at all yeah it was just it was just an oddly put together look and Mm -hmm. and probably one of my least favorite looks of the night honestly and we didn't even talk about the fact that she said it kind of 
was not fitting right in certain areas. It was baggy in some places. Yeah. And it just was not, I, I just, I was, I was kind of disappointed. I was looking forward to when they were going to, she was going to do a unicorn look. And when she came out, I kind of went, ow. Oh, yeah. So, but it, then it feels, the, it, it feels, sorry, it feels in the same vein to me as where it was very clear that Alexis Michelle spent all of her time stoning that cor- the corset. I feel like because Peppermint decided she was going to alter all of the, the leather pieces and create this this kind of dominatrix leather biker look that we'll talk about in a second. I feel like mm-hmm. she neglected her other two outfits. Well, she certainly didn't neglect the leather outfit, which is what we're going to talk about Correct. now. So she came out in as the leather man from the village people. And what are our thoughts on that? I loved it. I thought she killed it. Her attitude really sold it even more than the look itself. But it... It was creative. I thought it was well done. It looked great coming down the runway. And her attitude on the runway was perfect. I think like pointing at Carson and just the way she was uh, holding her and carrying herself, I thought it was great. It was, it, it was my favorite look. It was my yeah. this, this was this was the one that when she came out I I gasped I did I did the the happy <laughs> gasp so because I was a little worried with the first two looks but this this one was de- this was my favorite look of the night I, I just I loved it I loved the attitude I loved the pointing with the riding crop and the chain and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I mean she is somebody that is she's 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 a beautiful queen and to look that confident and that tough and kind of like nasty but there was yeah. something about it. she was she was she was sexy there was something sexy about her that yeah. the leather scene is not my thing but there's something about this that i was very like i'd let you tell me what to do that, <laughs> i'll be okay that with that crop. yes please yes yes sir yes ma'am <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was great and like it was the 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 look itself was really well done but it was like you said it was that sexy attitude and she just you could feel it coming off of her in waves just that she knew what she looked like and she knew she looked good yeah i loved it great yeah this was this was this was awesome so and that's our looks for the week yay 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 (laughs) well that concludes part two of rupaul's drag race recap so we want to thanks we want to thanks we want to thanks we want to thank luke miller for sitting in today as guest co-host thank you so much luke you're so welcome anytime so please make sure to download luke's show instant gratification wherever you get your podcasts wherever you can find it (laughs) i swear a new episode will come out eventually yeah (laughs) we just took a bit of a break it's fine (laughs) a little bit of a break two three years it's fine it's like it's only been like a year and a half taylor don't exaggerate has it has it really been a year and a half yeah it's been a while (laughs) all right well you but you're coming back oh yeah we're we're gonna we're trying to set up uh our next taping all of our episodes are still on itunes so i'm sorry on uh apple podcasts Oh, is it not called iTunes anymore? Uh, apparently, I think Apple is pushing for a change to, to how it's called. I don't know. I just a, oh. a number of podcasts I listen to have been saying that. So, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, iTunes. We still say iTunes, but you know, we're the yeah. our show's the equivalent of you know, you kids get off my lawn. So, <laughs> old man yells at cloud. <laughs> You're lucky we're not trying to tell y'all to become one of our you know top eight on MySpace. So, God, I miss that. The power you held. <laughs> would would I have been in your top eight? Yes, Taylor, you would absolutely be in my top eight. That was the right answer. <laughs> I you know. These episodes see the light of day. I've known you so. for almost ten years, Taylor. I know that that's the right answer. Yeah, there you go. At a girl. At a girl. At a girl. So, so for Joe Batanz, Luke Miller, and myself, 
Do you want to do it? No, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Sashay away until next week. Woo. Woo. Want to know what Taylor the Latte Boy is up to at all times? He has his own podcast called Pod Is My Co-Pilot, available on iTunes and at podismycopilot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor and also on Instagram at P-I-M-C Taylor. I have another podcast called Catching Up. It's available on iTunes and at cupodcast.com. You can also catch me recapping RuPaul's Drag Race on One-on-One with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105. Need to see what I'm eating? Follow me on Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B as in boy, E-T-A-N-C-E. And on Instagram at Joe Batance. <laughs>